I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform, and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it, and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which, from personal experience, I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Good morning and welcome back to Practical Stoicism, a little housekeeping before we get started. To those of you who have purchased and reviewed the book, thank you. It is a strange thing to have a book out there in the world, sitting on the shelves of Amazon, as it were, knowing that anyone could see it and decide that's for me, or alternatively, (laughs) lame. You always hope you can get a few dozen five-star reviews before somebody invariably and inevitably comes through and gives you a one-star review because they're in that kind of mood that day. Speaking of which, this podcast has finally received, after more than 800 five-star reviews across Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts alone, its first one-star review. Now, I remember thinking when I woke up to that, who would do that? And then I remembered some of the first words Marcus said to us. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, the people I deal with today will be meddling, ungrateful, arrogant, dishonest, jealous, and surly. And they are like this because they can't tell good from evil and they hate podcasts. That last part I made up, but the rest of it's true. Thinking of this helped me to feel better. It also helped me to feel grateful for the other 800 plus people who felt as I feel that this is a five-star podcast doing good work for those who are interested. So my last housekeeping item is a thank you to you. Thank you. Meditation 3 of Book 3 reads as follows. Hippocrates cured many illnesses and then fell ill and died. The Chaldeans predicted the death of many others. In due course, their own hour arrived. Alexander, Pompey, Caesar, who utterly destroyed so many cities, cut down so many thousand foot and horses in battle, they too departed this life. Heraclitus often told us the world would end in fire but it was moisture that carried him off. He died smeared with cow shit. Democritus was killed by ordinary vermin, and Socrates by the human hand. And? You boarded. You set sail. You've made the passage. Time to disembark. If it's for another life, well, there's nowhere without gods on that side either. If nothingness, then you no longer have to put up with pain and pleasure or go on dancing attendance on this battered crate, your body, so much inferior to that which serves it. One is mind and spirit, the other earth 
and garbage. Similar to the comments made in Meditation Number 12 from Book 2, Marcus is first reminding us that no matter who you are, no matter how great your utility to the human race, no matter how smart you are, you're going to die. The way you die might be ironic, as was the case with Hippocrates. It might be violent, as with Alexander or Caesar. Or it may be rather embarrassing, as it was for Heraclitus. And I will link to a story about Heraclitus' death. But so what, Marcus then asks us. So what if this is the case? So what if you die? You started life. You lived life. You completed life. And now it is time to disembark from it. It is time to die. This should remind us that our journey has a destination, a definite end, and one we cannot always see coming and which we can rarely control the circumstances of. All journeys have to end. But again, so what? Are you scared? Why? Perhaps you fear there is no continuation of consciousness after your death, that there is black nothingness and your sentience and ability to experience consciousness is gone forever infinite nothingness, forever. Well, great. This is certainly the rest to end all rests. No more suffering, no more struggling, no more pain. Exactly what is there to fear in that? Imagine leaving this, as Marcus puts it, battered crate, this temporary body, to go off to a place of eternal rest. Why would you be afraid of that? Not to mention, you wouldn't be conscious to experience it anyway. So really, what is there to fear in that? And if it's not nothingness, if it is instead somethingness, why fear it still? All worlds must be governed by gods of some sort, meaning all worlds must have a nature. And your job as a Stoic would be to get into line with that nature and to live in accordance with it as best you could. This is nothing more or less than you do already. And so it is more familiar to you than it is alien. Why be afraid of the familiar, of what you already know? Certainly, any plane of existence which was related to this one would be reflective of this one. So the next stage of your journey, if not nothingness, would be, at least, familiar to you. Do not fear that. We can rarely control how we die. And we can put it off sometimes, but only for a little, maybe with our technologies. And we may find in the end that the manner in which it all goes down is out of alignment with our living legacy. But we will die. That much is certain. So let us prepare ourselves mentally not to fear the moment we disembark this body and find out what, if anything, is next. Thank you for listening to this episode of Practical Stoicism. If you've not yet rated and reviewed this podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Podchaser.com. If you'd like to support my efforts, you can purchase my book, Practical Stoicism Volume 1, on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. And if you've got any questions for me, please send them to Tanner at TannerHelps.com. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day and take care.